Good day, everybody. This is Paris V. Eichler, a.k.a. The Reb, the Reb of the Cause, and the Cause is You. As we stand before Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Erev Yom Kippur, the days of Tshuva, the Esher's Mechum, the Esher days, of ten precious holy days of, of, of Kedusha between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. They're flying by like fleeting for fingertips as the year flies by, and as somebody pointed out to me in a way that was uh, very moving, although I didn't expect it to come across so strongly. Sometimes a life just kinds to slip through one's fingertips, God forbid, low lane, right? We don't want to let that happen. So let's let's utilize these last moments to Rosh Hashanah and Kippur to give it everything we've got. First of all, I want to wish everybody democracy in the Wherever you are, I hope that you'll be sealed for a good year, for life, both in this world and the next world with to fulfill your mission, to grow for greatness, to be everything you can be as a better boss player. I hope everybody got the um, the prizes that I sent out. Some of you got some pizza gelt, some got some uh, DVDs. The DVD or the CD, Ball for the Boss, Young Reader's Edition, the files were not in order. If you had a problem with that, let me know. And uh, we hope to have the one that has all the files in order out, and we'll get you another one, Blee Netter. Um, but I hope you enjoy it as it is, because it's still listenable, too and you'll get the, the gist of the story. Um, please let me know that you did get your prizes. I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at eichlermedia at gmail.com or 848-221-4605, 848-221-4605. I'd also, you just leave me a message, and we'll get back to you. I also hope that uh, we'll have a year of less distractions, not use the Internet for anything other than things that we really have to do, recover Shem Shemayim, recover the Torah, not be distracted by cell phones and be glued to them and attached to them. Let's just get all the stuff out and just let the Kedusha pour in by leaving room for it to come in. And uh, I'd like to hear from you. If you've got a young people wish for anybody today, or you'd like to just wish a greeting or just to express a course of talk to anybody or anything or a resolution, please just call us now at uh, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Otherwise, I just want to leave you with some thoughts. For us to think about. First of all, I would like to ask, I make a personal bakasha, which is one of the things that everybody can do to increase life for themselves and for everybody else, is if you're learning now, whatever it is you're learning, whether you're a man or a woman, whatever you're doing at any point, you have a schedule to learn, add five minutes a day to that. If you're a man, add five minutes a day to your schedule. Like it could be you're standing online, you could be learning a Mishnah or a Halacha. Add five minutes that you are not using now to learn. To learn. A woman, you could use that to say Ketifel Tehillim or to Daven or to maybe think over Halacha in Hilkas Shabbos or, uh, or, or, or Kashras. But take five minutes to learn with a child. Take five minutes more a day that you're not using now. It's just time that is not being used. And make yourself a commitment. To do that. I'd like to hear if you're going to do that. You, can, you don't have to make a pledge to me or anybody else. It's between you and Akash Baruch But if you're going to do that, let me know. We'd like to have you on board our five minutes a day club. And you can call me at 848-221-4605 or on our J-Root number 718-683-5858. Okay, let me just give you some thoughts that I want to share with you as I'm sharing with myself. And uh, that's just going to be the show for today. We've all got a lot to do to get ready for Yom Kippur and certainly so could say after that, but who can any think about anything other than doing tshuva now and making the most of these magnificent moments that Kaddish Baruch has given us and is giving to us. It says, but with you there is forgiveness in order you may be feared. It says in Tehillim, right? So Rav Kenneth Leibowitz 
Zegatzadik Labracha in his magnificent book, The Majesty of Man, says a servant has transgressed the rustin of, of the king. And now he waits the royal verdict. What's going to be? His fate hanging in the balance, and he could be hanging literally and figuratively, right? He is then told that the king is a compassionate, forgiving ruler. The servant naturally breathes a sigh of relief. Now, the outlook is not so bleak. The prospects are not quite as terrifying. There is hope. Yesh tikva. In the first in the verse that we just quoted, Dovod Melech implies forget the opposite, right? That Hashem this enables us to fear Him. Shouldn't the reverse be true? That the more forgiveness, the less reason to fear. You understand the Chafeshayla? Here we go. So, the Ramban in his introduction to Sefer Devarim explains like this. Again, catch hold of this wherever you're going to love this. Moshe Rabbeinu strengthened the hearts of Bnei Yisrael by reassuring them that Hashem would always deal with them through the attribute of Rachamim. Otherwise, they would despair of inheriting the land for fear of transgressing his ruts and being destroyed through the attribute of Midas Din. Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu emphasized that Hashem is compassionate and filled with mercy. And as we said today, those of us who said the Yudim of Midas and today, we know that. We see from the Ramban Nachmanides, that the greatness of the human spirit is such that were it not for the possibility of divine forgiveness, Bechila, our fear of heaven, would be so overwhelming that it would drive us to despair, causing us to remain in the quagmire of our errors. Our inherent ability to understand the greatness of Hashem and the severity and consequences of sinning against Him is so profound that the finality of sin would have been devastating. It's only the mercy of Hashem it is only the mercy of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And allowing us to receive kapora, atonement for our misdeeds that enables us to fear him, and do tshuva, hemistika tshuva, which is repentance. The Medrash Rabbah adds a much deeper dimension to the understanding of this Pasuk Ketilam. Rabbah said, For with you there is forgiveness. From Rosh Hashanah the forgiveness waits close to you. Why? In order that you may be feared, to cast your fear over your creations. Says in the Yikarabah and Mazru and Yafatoah. In the Forsham, the commentaries explain that the words with you imply that the forgiveness is already stored up from Rosh Hashanah, waiting to be granted on Yom Kippur. Hashem's love for us is so abundant that He, pre- he prepares the forgiveness and waits. He mamish waits to grant it to us if, if we do tshuva. If we do tshuva. How could a person who thinks that they didn't steal and doesn't ask for forgiveness do true if they don't think that they stole or ask for forgiveness? How can a person who's offended somebody and not ask for forgiveness think they're going to be forgiven? It's okay with me. It's okay. Hashem knows the business office on Shabbos. I mean, I can't help it. What can I do? Hashem knows that uh, I needed the money. I didn't really steal. I just, you know, I mean, it was their fault. They made a bad investment. Come on. That's just on, that's on, on you know, a radical scale. There are other things that are on a much simple level of rationalizing. The unkind word was said to a spouse. Ah, uh, yeah, that's what you made for supper? Come on. When are you going to learn to do your homework right? You're never on time. Come on. We can do better than that. We can be better to our spouses, to our friends, to our children, to our parents, to our teachers, to our students to our bosses, to our workers, to our fellow friends, to people that are not yet friends. 
With you, Hashem, is forgiveness. With you, Hashem. It's waiting to be granted on your Kippur. Hashem's love for us is so abundant that He prepares the forgiveness and ways to grant it to us. If we do tshuva, our knowledge of this is what allows us to properly fear our Kaddish Baruch and thereby undertake the process of tshuva. The Chofetz Chaim, Mr. Brewer, says like this. He exhorts us at the, as, the, as the sun begins to set and the gates of judgment start to close on Yom Kippur and Nila. The culmination of the entire, entire ten days, yes, or made shuva. Yes, or made shuva. That is Yom Kippur. And the climax is what of Yom Kippur? Nila, the closing prayer, the tefillah, because everything follows the ceiling, everything goes with fila, The end. The end, the ceiling of the verdict. And if not now, when? If law shall be when? 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 Now? 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 My friends. My tired friends, those I've met and those I haven't met. The gates are still open. And the Rebbein Shulaylam Matatin Shemayim lovingly awaits. Forgiveness is at hand. We're just going to take that hand. Just reach out. He's awaiting for his kindleth's return. We are all his children. Bunim Lashem. I'm asking all of you to join with me. Let us make the effort to accept some realistically achievable improvement in our conduct. And realism is not beyond our reach. And the Chovetz Chaim concludes, and one who comes to purify himself, Bolatayim Messiah Mosul, is given divine assistance to Gemara and Shabbos, and he will be sealed, he and she will be shield, sealed in the book of Chaim Tevin, Good Life. That's what I wish for each and every one of us. Let me just go a little bit weiter, just a couple of thoughts, thoughts to think about. Okay, please stay with me before, um, before I say, um, before I say so long for this year, although we are in the beginning of the next year. First thing we want to ask for is life. We hope we'll all be here, living life to its fullest, to be the best that we can. Rabbi Leibowitz says like this. It says, Ken Yeshbechem, Yishves, to be among you, man or woman, a family's tribe, whose heart turns away this day. That's the bottom, okay? Just stay with me on this. You're really going to like it. I, I hope, I, I'm saying it for my sake as well as your sake. A few short words. Just get right to the point, and then we're going to, you know, wish everybody a good event. The Torah groups together two strikingly different individuals. The first is a full-fledged believer in paganism. He's an outright kaifer, a pagan, a card-carrying balavoytazornik. The second merely has a bad root. The Ramban explained that this person is at present He's a pious and observant Jew, yet he possesses a minute flaw, a little shtickle flaw. Intellectually, yeah, he believes in Hashem, but deep in his heart there lies a small seed of rebelliousness. At this point, these two personalities are at opposite ends of the spectrum. One's a heretic, and the other is a loyal, faithful Jew. The second should be grouped among the righteous members of, of Kral Yisrael. The tzaddikim, no? Not alongside this avoidazornik. So how can the Torah mention them together in the same breath? Rebellion Mayor Block was once in Chicago on a train station waiting to board the pacemaker of a well-known train to New York. Listen to this. A few feet away, there's the Sunshine Express to San Francisco. One's going one way, one's going the other. He asked his Talmudim, well, what would you answer? How far apart are these two trains? It's speculated that it was a distance of maybe, ooh, eight or ten feet between them. That's all, Rebbe, eight or ten feet. No, my friends. No, my tired These two trains are 3,000 miles apart because one is headed to California and the other is to New York. Simple insight. The same holds true for two Talmudim sitting next to each other. 
They may appear identical with similar backgrounds, sitting in these same yeshivas, same experiences. Yet if their paths diverge even slightly, ten years later they can be worlds apart. You know, when you send a rock just off a minute fraction of a minute inch of an inch of a fraction of a mic micromillimeter, after a while it'll be millions of miles apart. Even if this process is not immediately noticeable and one doesn't see a drastic difference between them during their lifetimes, they will inevitably, inevitably raise their children differently. Somewhere down the line, they'll turn day into night. Although the second individual, the Torah mentioned, seems to belong with the tzaddikim. He, in fact, deserves to be listed with the Bali Avera. He's at the beginning of a track that starts at the same point, but boom, it ends up miles away. The Torah is teaching us that when, even subconsciously, you've got that bad seed, not you, but somebody has a bad seed, that exists in somebody's heart. You haven't uprooted it. It may lay dormant for many years, but eventually it will sprout. Wow. You know something? I want to tell you something, Mr. Shemani. You better sit down for this. I'm walking along the street today in Lakewood, and it looked like some of those cards, you know, those... Um, cue cards of little, um, what do they call them? Uh, the cards that kids use to, uh, to spark a thought or, you know, to, um, that they should know what a word means. One of the words that I picked up, because I didn't want to leave it on the street, was Tzameach. Listen to that. Tzameach. The planting. That's something that I just saw a few minutes ago before I started this broadcast. And here we are talking about it. A seed has to be planted. You have to plant good seeds. We have to scrutinize ourselves to ensure that not only our actions are proper, but that our motivations, our motivations are equally correct. Because I'll tell us that Orpa, Ruth's sister-in-law, was so named because she considered, she's considered to have turned her back on her mother-in-law, Nomi. Actually, both Orpa and Ruth wanted to remain with Nomi, and Orpa shed genuine tears because circumstances led her away. However, in spite of her outward desire, to stay. It was an inner resistance on a subconscious level visible only to the keen insight of our sages, Kazal. This small element of Orpah's personality made all the difference. Although Ruth and Orpah seemed to close at that time, their descendants seemed, they seemed so close at that time. Their descendants, Dovin and Goliath, faced each other on a battlefield. Think about it. Their descendants, Dovin and Goliath, faced each other on the battlefield. Battlefield. Aren't we all Battlefield, with Rosh Hashanah behind us, just moments behind us, and Rosh Hashanah moments ahead of us, approaching very, very quickly. We have to, we have to do tshuva not only for our actions, my friends, not just for our actions, but for our deepest thoughts and attitudes, our attitudes which determine our altitude, because what's hidden today will manifest itself tomorrow. And you shall call to mind all the nations where Hashem has driven you, Zakhan Devarim Lamed, and Aleph. Hashem tells the Nasra all the time when they will eventually be exiled, and in the land of exile they shall call to mind. This formula explains this calling to mind as not simply a reminiscence of past events, but a deep introspection by every Jew into his own subconscious. The reflection is necessary to determine the motivations, like we just said, for every deed that we do. Once we've clarified the motivating factors, we can establish their lefiat or not. This is the essence of tshuva. It's introspection, looking inside, followed by an honest comparison of one's thoughts and deeds with the Torah's absolute standards of right and wrong. Standards of right and wrong. 
like even the performance of mice and Tyvin requires a great deal of introspection. Aye, 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 we do chew on the mitzvahs, on our, on our errors. What about chew on the mitzvahs that we did half-heartedly? Rabbeinu Bakhi writes in the introduction of the Scarvis Lavavas that he was hesitant first to take on the task of writing his guide to the development of proper mitos because he felt maybe he might have been wrongly motivated by Gaiva. But he concluded after honest soul-searching there was actually laziness that was providing this over-rationalization, preventing him from writing his classic Musit text. Could anyone have had more clarity and understanding of self than Rabbeinu Bakhya? His giant, among giants, who wrote the masterwork on Kovacilavavus, right? The masterwork, yet even he had deeply into the subconscious of his own mind to see if his motivations were really hemistic and pure, bearing in mind the complexity of each individual how is it possible to search for and really find true motivations? How do you know what your real motivation is? And that's a very important question. Though each person has his own complicated psychological code to decipher, the Torah assures that every person is capable of breaking that code. Hashem created each of us with your unique power of self-analysis. And this great potential heightens our responsibility to scrutinize all our actions and correct them as well as the motivating factors behind them. And it's precisely this wide-eyed, open-eyed desire, this confrontation with oneself, close encounters with, with your very self, this form defines as the mitzvah of tshuva. That's the essence of tshuva. Because through tshuva, we can do that. And though tshuva may seem to be difficult, and I'm not saying it's not, it is not beyond us. For this commandment, this, mitzvah, this commandment which I command you this day, is not concealed from you, it's not far off, says Hashem. By delving into it and ascertaining our true intentions, what really motivates us, we can purify them and thereby, thereby improve our actions, make them more meaningful. The primary part of our preparation for the entire Yom Neroyim, straight through, is tshuva. And this preparation requires us to set aside a time for honest, honest scrutiny into our actions and the factors motivating these deeds. During this special time, we are guaranteed, it is an absolute guarantee by the guarantor, the only one who can ever guarantee anything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're guaranteed that if we begin making the effort to improve ourselves, Hashem will certainly help us to succeed in our goal. If you've got a thought about that, you can call me now at 718-683-5858. We learn, we learn that these time, this time is so precious if we'll only use it properly. We have to learn that it's literally impossible for the same nation, Kalei that was once so lofty that it should have sunken so low. How could that happen? How could a person who was once so lofty sink so low? It has to be that we have greatness within us, and that if we do tshuva, we will once again rise to the surface for all to see. We were once all great. We were once pure and pristine. And when the Torah tells us that in the prophecy that says that we were, they are a nation bereft of counsel and there's no understanding in them, were they wise that they would have comprehended this, they would have understood from their end, how could one pursue a thousand and two cause a myriad to flee? If not that their rock, the Rabbanishoyim, had said to them, had sold them, Hashem had delivered them. The point is, while we have, we have fallen, Hashem wants us to get up. He's lifting out, he's lifting out his hand, as it were, for us, 
bus to come up. Just he's picking us up like you would pick up a little child. So what I'm telling you is, all we have to do is just reach out. We have greatness within us. We have to grow for greatness. I'm asking you, set that five minutes a day now to make that time. To make the time to learn five minutes more a day, whether you're learning even the whole day or part of the day or none of the day. Make five minutes a day to do that. If you want to reach me now, you can reach me at 718-68358. Otherwise, you can reach me on my, my personal um, line, which is 848-221-4605. I want to thank everybody at JRoot for working so hard and diligently for one purpose, Kovach Shemayim and Harbasa Satayra. And everybody who's involved, from the people behind the microphone, to the people that talk at the microphone, to the people that produce it and just make it happen with a Kaddish Baruch's help by giving their resources and all their help that they can. So I'd like to ask you to help support you and support all good causes, anything that you can put your hand to, to help another youth. Make a commitment to do that. Make a commitment to learn five minutes a day. I'd like to know if you did that. I'd also like to know if you received a prize. I'd love to hear from you just to hear how you're doing and what you'd like to hear more in the broadcast ahead. If a cutter's broken, and I hope he will give us the opportunity to do more, only for the purpose of being our butts, Marbet's Torah, and Marbet covered Shem Shemayim. This is a time where Shem can be found. He can be found any time or year, but this is the time where he's right here with us. Yeshua Shem, when he can be found. Yeshua Shem, look, seek for Hashem. I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful for this opportunity. And uh, I'd like to hear from you, but I know that you're out there. You should know one thing. We are here for one purpose, to serve the body Shalom with every ounce of strength that we have. You have greatness in you. You have godless in you. Hashem, help you to bring it out, to be the best, better bastard that you possibly can be. Share the wealth of knowledge that you have. Learn five minutes more a day. Look for other people to learn with. Be good to yourself by being good to other people. Give this everything you got. Go on to Yom Kippur these next couple of days with the Tefillah, Tzedakah, and Shuvah. Give it everything you got. Be the best that you can be. And may Akadosh Baruch shower you with his brachas that'll feel you in the book of life, in this world and the next. Everything goes according to the Kasima, the way we end off, the way we end off now, these last days, and certainly by Nila. That's the way things go. So give it everything you got. Cry with every ounce of strength that you have. Slow. Mr. Shemmy, I'll have a good event to you. Hi, this is Terrence Bays. With us? Hello. Hi. Yes. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hello. Yes. Hi, how are you? Right. Hi, Nissan. How are you? Uh, it's, uh, okay, first of all, I want to thank you very much about the show. And to all our dear listeners, uh, and I want to say to just one remark that uh, we cannot uh, change nobody except ourselves. That's by a good changing point. ourselves, exactly right. uh, by changing ourselves, maybe maybe we can influence other people. They can see the MST. This is the only point yourself, of the change. Change yourself, change the world. You change yourself, you change yes. the world. Yes, it's and it's tough by itself. It's tough, you know. I want just to say that uh, the, well, the main reason that today, today, 2.30 in our time, basically 9.30, we got, we got requests from the biggest Rabbanim in Israel that uh, we will do uh, a Shema Israel, universal Shema Israel in 9.30 Israel time. 
and uh, we will broadcast it also for my our station so that everybody is uh, just just transfer it and they tell your friends tell your families just listen to this 2:30 if you cannot listen just take the time and put out they put the alarm and 2:30 our time and this real time is 9:30 if we have listeners in California just make the calculation we have that we have listeners from all over the world so make the calculation see that we will join in one huge huge uh Shema Israel to uh, basically to uh, increase our support and our uh, you know uh, crowning the king of the kings you know the Melech Malchem Malchim Avinu Shebashamayim this is one uh, the it will be 2.30 today in our time and uh, the second uh, it will be and it will be uh, we will do Chesed hour today instead tomorrow uh, because I know that uh, tomorrow you know, everybody, a lot of people need support, a lot of people need uh, something that's for the holidays. So we do Avi Cohen and will be in Shashul Chesed tonight, this afternoon basically. And uh, it will be uh, I mean, between 5 to 6. Everybody that had any Sukkah or any Gamach Sukkah or not like this can join us this uh, afternoon, 5 to 6. And I, I wish all, all of you the best, and we'll probably talk tonight more furthermore. Thank you, uh, thank you for your show, and thank you for all your effort that you've been putting in the, in the radio. As Nisan put it, we can only think about changing our souls before we can change them. That really changes the world. All the Musashmuses in the world, all of it really comes down to who we are and what we need to do. And what do we say? Laman Hashem, for your sake, Hashem. We're asking for your sake. For Parnassah, for good health, all these things basically, essentially, in essence, ultimately, are only for you, Akadosh Baruch That's why we, we daven for, for. That's what we want. That's what we want is a daven for you. Somebody told me that they sat next to Gabriel uh, Sassoon, the person who we all know went through that terrible tragedy last year. Well, Rosh Hashanah must have been for him this year. And you know, we don't know what's coming. But we have to go about it with the moon and the talking to believe and know and trust that the Kaddish Baruch wants only good for us. And to the degree that we say, Hashem, we are your servants, we have nothing without you. And a person changes themselves. One little change can make all the difference in the world. It'll make a difference in your world because as the Silas Hashem says, everybody was created for his world, but Olamo. His or her world. You're in your own world. And that affects the entire world around us. You do one mitzvah, you make the world a better place. One of their, it causes destruction in the world. So we have that responsibility to ourselves and all the generations to come. I wish you bracha without end. And that everything that you do, a Kaddish Baruch will consider as though it were a korban brought on the Mizbeach. And that we ourselves will be in the base of Migdash. Once again, a Yushalayim together, dancing and singing and saying, Thank you, Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem, you are the only God. Ain Od Novado. Hashem Hu Elohim, as we will say seven times in those final moments on Yom Kippur, to pronounce it, that we ourselves hear it. And then that sound and the shofar a will resound around the world collectively. 
and all of us will be together in Yerushalayim, Irakoyish, where the base of Megish being rebuilt. And we'll be laughing and crying together with the ghoulish flame of the Meher of Yimeno. This is Paris Baruch and Reptilia Levi, wishing you a good I wish you a good afternoon and a great day in New York and America, and a good night and a good Remember, in the words of Hillel, the rest is commentary. Now go and learn.